2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to
0: Ben and Woods. I try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and I,
3: it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this.
0: With
4: Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Steven Woods. <laughs> that was incredible.
3: And Paul Reindel. Alright. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's... Ben and Woods. Finally, the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3, The Fan. Do the show, bitch.
0: Halfway home on a Friday, a couple hours left of the week. You? Ben and Woods on 97.3, The Fan. Ben, what is this You're word time. here? I I don't want to mispronounce it. Yeah. Vichy, Swap. Vichy Swap. It's yeah. a type of soup, isn't yeah. it? Cold soup. It's cold soup. Yeah. Well, happy national. Vichyssoise, Vichy Vichyssoise vichyssois day to so you. Do you like Vichyssoise? Uh, I don't think I've had it often, but it's not. If
4: I think I've tried it before, and it's um, made of like leeks and potatoes, it's like a cold
0: potato soup, I believe. You probably used to take it in your thermos to school in elementary school because it sounds fancy. So it's a cold soup. It's usually served cold.
4: It can be eaten hot. That- like a cream of potato soup served cold. That's a texture thing for me. Where
1: like soup, I think needs to be gotta hot. gotta be hot. Has to be. I don't know that I could get over
4: that. I don't know. Have you ever had a good gazpacho? Delicious.
0: It's cold. Mm-hmm. That's cold. What's in it? Tomato soup, kind of a gazpacho. I feel like don't you? Oh, I going not embarrass myself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the right time of year. Like if it's summer. You don't want hot soup. I still want give, hot soup. You want to give up on soup for months out of the year? You need a good cold soup. Occasionally. I am a big
0: soup fan. Now,
4: borscht is, is beet, beet soup. Russian beet soup, yeah, and it's think, cold.
0: I, I think so, yeah. Have you don't ever like, had that? No. I don't Nor really do I like lies. beets that much. Nor do I. Well, happy Vicious all Day. Thank you. Happy Vichyssoise day to you as well. I shan't be uh, eating any of it today. I you promise. like Vichyssoise out there? <laughs> Comes from the region of Vichy in France. Oh, okay. that's why it's named as such. Never had it. Never had it. Probably never will. Do you like French onion soup? Who doesn't like with the cheesy top
4: the melted top? over? I don't like doing the dishes after a French onion soup because it's, it's all crusty. Crust? On the edge and Does
0: Shell make homemade French onion?
4: I. Don't know that
0: she has before. So, what dishes are you doing? Do you work at a restaurant on the side? <laughs> <laughs> we find out Ben's been moonlighting. I can, imma- it's like- I can just imagine. I think how hard it is to do those dishes as a dishwasher at a French restaurant <laughs> <laughs> in between his two full-time jobs. Yes, chef. No chef. <laughs> you t- Behind you, chef. He does it. He does it for Herd just for chef. Free food <laughs> just on the weekend. Bird chef. <laughs> love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, happy Friday, everybody.
4: Yeah, I did, it was a good game last night. By the way, I just uh, I caught the very end. Uh, Utah State and USD at Jenny Craig Pavilion. Eric Williams Jr. went just gonzo for the Toreros. Forty three points, including a three at the buzzer to send the game to oh. overtime. Unfortunately, he fouled out in an OT, and Utah State hit one with like three or four seconds ago to go up ninety one eighty nine. Uh, the Toreros had a three. It looked pretty good on the way to try to win it. In and out, uh, they lose ninety-one, eighty-nine. First loss of the year, but clearly Steve Lavin has injected he's done something. some life into this program pretty quickly. And we loved Sam Scholl. but we did. Obviously, there wasn't a ton of wasn't a lot of buzz around the USD basketball program the last couple of years. I can see that you know they still play in the shadow of San Diego State, and right sure. now that's a tough place to be considering how good the Aztecs are but it's very easy to see that in a year or two Steve Lavin may have USD as like a legitimate San Diego
0: rival to San Diego State the way that they have started out this year very impressively yeah that's pretty cool and 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 i guess you know it's it's weird because i think we do we overrate coaches sometimes i think we do do we underrate coaches and managers sometimes I think we do we've I think I've said before uh you know at the end of the day these guys are kids so it's they're college kids I think college is a little bit different in the pros certainly you're like how much how much does a hitting coach help how much does a manager really help he's not like you said yesterday he's not teaching these guys how to play baseball college I feel like is a little different you get a little recruiting pull from a, a big name like Steve Lavin and yeah, like you said, man, sky is the limit for them. You
4: know, there's it, it's a double edged sword. I'm skeptical also of guys who have been in TV for a long time. Are they like really yourself? willing to come back and put in the the grind of being a coach? It's different and you know, you get that TV life for a while. Herm Edwards tried it, obviously, at at Arizona State. I it didn't work out too well for him. I thought maybe this is yeah, Steve Lavin's got that itch again. He is uh he's really impressed me though just so far and talked about recently how he used his T V job. John Gruden was like the front runner for
1: co- head right. coach of the year yeah. in the NFL before he had ever like started coming back the second time around.
4: Yeah, and it didn't work out well for him either. But you know what Lavin said is he used the T V job to expand his horizons. Basically, I got to talk, you know, pregame to all of the, the best coaches in the country and see how they did it. And now I get to take a little of Tom Izzo and... You know what I learned from Bill Self and covering all these games. It's pretty I awesome. take the best of it, and I'm putting it into my program now here at USD, and I love that. It's very exciting. Um, you know, won their first three games, overtime lost to Utah State. By the way, a four and Utah State team that's off to a a good start as well. So a little bit of college basketball excitement on the other side of Mission Valley, where we weren't necessarily expecting it this year. An embarrassment of riches
0: for our beloved uh, San
4: Diego. Ben, good time of year for yeah. college basketball. Basketball is. Uh, this is a college basketball town now. It's a baseball town all summer. You know, from February until October.
0: Shh, no, this is a baseball town year round, January to December. I mean, it's it's year but in round. The, now.
4: in the months where we don't actually get to go to games, November, December, January, February, and March until you know opening day back at Petco Park in April, it's good timing for basketball to be good in this town. No doubt, because you know you got games and you got things you can go and entertaining games you can go watch uh, in San Diego. So it kind of carries us through the entire 12 months of the year with at least some action on the field or court uh, to take place uh, all year long. So P- Paulie just brought this up, and I hadn't—I actually hadn't seen this, Paulie. but you said uh, Odyssey's John Heyman reported yesterday in the New York Post that he did a story on all the teams that were in on one of the Four big shortstops that are available. Yep, yeah. we've got Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, Andrew Bogarts, and Trey Turner. Kind of the four prime shortstops that are all in free agency. And he said there's 11 teams that are in on those four. So almost close to half. Close of the teams, to half. Yeah, you know, going to land one of these four shortstops.
1: He. It looked like his reporting kind of started with nine teams that he had honing in on one of those four premier shortstops, and he started his latest story in the New York Post by saying the top end of the shortstop market seems to be expanding now with the Yankees and Padres showing interest. Padres. Bringing, to 11, bringing the number of teams to 11, possibly in the market for one of the four marquee free agent shortstops. And then he listed all 11 teams and why they would be interested, what they could be thinking, and his blurb on the Padres said, No one believed they'd sign Eric Hosmer, much less Manny Machado, but here we are. The Padres put winning first, and good for them. Fernando Tatis Jr. seems ticketed for the outfield. Hassan Kim did a nice job filling in, but we've learned never to count out the Padres.
0: I think that feels to me, so they're the 10th team that he listed out of 11. It feels like, kind of what we always say, he says it. You can never count out the Padres. No one expected the Padres to be in the hunt for a Juan Soto. Kind of the mindset of just go out and get the best
1: baseball
3: players, yeah. not yeah.
1: necessarily filling positions. And, if and you have, and, I mean, we were confused at like the J Ram rumors. Earlier yes, this yeah, year. we couldn't like, understand. Why have have would you Manny get Machado? Him. Why would you go
0: get Jose Ramirez? It's like, well, AJ. because it's
1: Jose Ramirez. You'll figure it out. Like, well, it's Trey Turner. You
0: figure it out. Why did you wink at me in spring training? two years ago and say just wait till we get Francisco Lindor. And I'm like, why would you need Francisco Lindor? You have Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, it's it's now we are, you know, that team that is going to be connected to and mentioned with every big free agent. Okay, it's like the well, Yankees in the nineties.
4: I mean, if they're really putting together a contract extension package for Juan Soto, it doesn't feel like you want to go out and spend the two hundred million plus that it's probably going to take to land any of these four guys right now, uh, you know, you've got other things that you need to spend on. But let's let's play the game. I mean, the reporting is out there, and AJ does knock on all doors of those four players. If you could just wave your magic wand and stick one of them in the Padres lineup, which of those four do you take? And I guess where do you put them? I mean, I'm assuming it's shortstop, although you could, if you wanted, move someone elsewhere and keep Tatis or him at shortstop. Which
0: one of those four do you want? The names are Carlos Correa, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, and Dansby Swanson. Go get me Carlos Correa and put him at shortstop. Now he is showing this to sign a one-year deal. He has shown the willingness to get creative with his contract. He is the one of the three that I feel and I'm not even saying necessarily he's the best player. I'm saying your window to win a World Series in in my mind right now is a couple years long. You're going to be losing some Pretty good starting pitching in the next couple of years. Maybe. Maybe you lose it. Maybe you don't. Who knows? Um that being said I mean, Snell and Darvish are off the books after off, this upcoming correct, season. So correct. So maybe you retain them, maybe you don't. If you're sitting in the Padres front office and you're saying This is our window. We made it to the NLCS. We ran out of pitching, but we also need slug, and we need, you know, we don't know what Fernando's going to give us because he's coming off of two surgeries. He's easing his way back in. Hassan Kim was great at short, but he could be great at second. We can put Crony at first and Carlos Correa at shortstop. I like it.
1: I mean, you could say the window's a couple years wide. Well, you could could really just narrow it down to we got to go to the World Series this upcoming year. Yeah. I mean, this close without Fernando. Correct. We're getting him back. We're going to bolster our offense. Yeah. We're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to get to the World Series in 2023, anybody, and we'll figure out 24 and 25 when, when we get there. Would
0: anybody freak out if they said, Carlos is coming here on a two... What did he sign in Minnesota? He had a. It was like a three-year deal, but with an opt-out, an opt-out after the first year or and, something, and he opted out. And so we now know how creative AJ can be with contracts. If, if
4: you were doing that in San Diego, though, and maybe it's my familiarity... Just because I've seen him a lot more in the division, I think Trey Turner would be a night if he joined the Padres. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah, be such a nightmare for pitchers. All right, Trey Turner, who it's you know he's a three hundred plus hitter. Fernando
1: are demons on the base. Paths. I know he's
4: such. I mean, he's such a pesk on, on the base paths, and then to have him there with Tatis, Soto, and Machado coming up, and he's already out there. That sounds probably like on the, second. That sounds like the ultimate nightmare for a pitcher. It does. Just, I mean, I wouldn't even ever... I would not want to face the potter. (laughs) He's been around. I don't want to face this team. Like Turner, it feels like he's like an old guy now.
1: Right, but he's not. But he's not. But you're not thinking a nine, ten year, extremely large, long contract. You're thinking... One, two, maybe three. Years. What
0: you're thinking is high. Eight, you know these all four of those guys that you're looking at. I bet you Dansby Swanson is going to go back with the Braves. And knowing the Braves, it'll be seven years, twenty two million dollars total, not AAV. Seven years, twenty two dollars <laughs> He'll get in there. I he's a Brave. I feel like like they're not going to let him go. Xander feels like a Red Sox, but the Red Sox are being weird. They're doing weird stuff lately. He's not a guy that's going to get a 10-year, $300 million deal. Trey and Carlos have... Con- Trey Turner doesn't want to be on the West Coast anymore. He wants to play which on the is, East which Coast. Which is
4: why the Padres make very little sense. I mean, which is he why doesn't I, want to be with the Dodgers, why is he coming down to the
0: Padres? Which is why I, I look at Carlos Correa is, as mostly the reason I named Carlos Correa is he would be the one most likely because we have already seen him get creative on a contract that he would say hey man let's let's go win a world series i'd love to play next to manny i'd love to now, play it, with fernando it felt
4: like he got creative because he wanted to you know wait for the market to get a little bit better post pandemic to to cash in with the big one here i didn't get the sense that yeah i'm just going to do this the rest of my career and sign you know like trevor bowers just going to yeah. do one year deals forever i didn't get the sense that carlos correa was looking to do that when he signed the contract. He just thought, you know what, based on what I'm being offered, I kind of like this option. Let's go to the Twins, have a good year, probably opt out, and then get something bigger the next year.
0: But maybe I'm i mean, maybe so, I'm wrong. So Heyman says in here, he says, Turner is beloved for his speed-power combo. Some insiders, be- Some insiders believe Correa, who's better defensively, has a bigger postseason track record, is younger, and has no draft choice compensation attached, will actually get the bigger deal. Now, he says, word is he's shooting for an early record total contract. Though last year, after an even better season, he was offered 10 from the Tigers, and he turned it down. Probably because it was the Tigers. So when I hear that um, he is shooting for a record total contract, that then makes me think maybe he's done being creative. It's weird. I, I do feel that Heyman just kind of threw this at the wall and says never you know, never count out the Padres because that's now the reputation at the Padres app. I don't know that there's any buzz, but again, you can't be surprised if one of those guys is a Padre. And there's not one of those guys, if they signed, I would be upset about. How not many one. times
4: can you fool us by being right. in on someone that we didn't think you were going to be in on? Exactly. Listen to 97.3, the fan thousands of other stations, post millions of podcasts for free on the Odyssey app. Coming up later this hour, we're going to hear uh, from A.J. Preller. Uh, speaking yesterday after the official announcement of the Robert Suarez signing, a little, some off-season tidbits from the general manager of the Padres. I'll have that coming up for you. Uh, also, I want to take a look at a couple of the matchups this weekend. College pro football, uh, NFL especially, we talked some of the college yesterday. A couple of interesting matchups, though, for you on Sunday. We'll get to that coming up as well. Ben and Woods, stick around. Going until 10 o'clock on San Diego's number 1 sports station, back after a check of traffic here on ninety-seven three, The fan.
1: In the blizzard of 77, the cars were just slumps Perfect song snow. I was about
0: to talk about. A blizzard? Yeah. yeah. Want to shout out my buddy Edgar, though, was, uh, he just texted was me. He said, <laughs> <out of control laughs> almost to school, he's driving his kid to school, Said his kid forgot his book report. So he said he had to turn around and go, and he goes, the only bright side, his, uh Xander. Is his name. He gets an extra 20 minutes to listen to Ben and Woods this morning. Hi, Xander. Good morning. Good morning, Xander. And uh, try to be less forgetful, Xander. I'm just kidding, buddy. And then he said, since you can't talk about your son, maybe talk about someone else's. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Xander. Um,
4: so, sent,
1: uh, real quick, on the, in that same vein, I was sent a story uh, by one of our listeners yesterday about Padres starting pitcher Joe Musgrove. Yes. He said, had a story about my daughter's 12 u softball team. During Wednesday evening's game, we learned that our very own Joe Musgrove was watching a game at an adjacent field. After our game ended, our entire roster sprinted over to just get a glimpse
4: of, of No No Joe. At this the time. Joe's bit now. He goes and watches more local amazing. sporting events than
0: I do. At <laughs> the a sports time. Guest. Not <laughs> as much as I do, but yeah, he's getting close <laughs> to my level, but yeah.
1: At the time, he was playing catch with a football with a couple of nine or ten year old boys. As the girls approached, Joe could not have been more gracious. He was all smiles as he posed for several. Uh, pictures with the team and individual pictures with the girls, many of whom were just weeping with tears of joy. Joe is beloved in San Diego, but after last night, I'm not sure if he has bigger fans than the 11 girls who had the opportunity to share a moment with him last night. If given the chance, they would all change their jersey numbers to number 44. It was a picture of Joe with the team. He, uh, he just goes around to like
0: little league fields, man. It's as the kids say, you know, that's that's that guy's a real one. Joe Musgrove is a real one. Do you think Joe Musgrove will be at tonight's
4: CIF Open Division Football Championship game at Snapdragon Stadium between Carlsbad and Lincoln?
0: I, it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't me. Wouldn't surprise me the I, least I, bit if he's so. Now my new uh, goal: the seals season starts December 9th, The home opener, Joe. At the seals, I gotta get him to Absolutely. a seals game. Get him down in the booth. In with In the booth you. with me, pounding on the glass. I would do. I'd do almost anything. Actually, get him a jersey and get him down there with me, banging on the glass, going crazy. I know he'd love the sport. I know he would. I feel like he'd be good at it. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, big old tough. I mean, Sob. He's good. Def-
4: he's a good fielder on the mound. Yes, he's, great. he's got good reflexes. Yep. Throws it hard. I mean, imagine adding a lacrosse stick to
0: how, how hard he can throw the ball. I mean, he'd be good. I saw the greatest drill the other day on Twitter, Ben. Speaking of lacrosse, did you see this? I did, where they were bunting. The bunting, are catching because they always say you catch the ball with the bat. And they had guys holding a lacrosse stick as they're bunting, and they'd catch the ball. I was like, that is was it, genius. Was it
4: Cody Decker who was mad though about it and said, you know what you could even do that's even better? Try to catch it with the, the bat. bat. <laughs> <laughs> and then let us see, you know... Drop it down and see where it goes. (laughs) That's a real good bunting drill. If if you're really trying to practice good
0: bunting. I'm going to teach you how to throw a football by throwing this golf ball. Or I could just teach you how to throw (laughs) a football. But I saw it because it just... I was watching that too. It looks really cool. Yeah, it was was good. All right, so what was that song that we were just listening to? It's called The Blizzard of 77. So uh,
4: can you ever be disappointed when someone does the right thing? It's a great question. Because the NFL, I think, did the right thing, and they moved the Bills-Browns game from Buffalo, where they're getting five feet of snow this weekend, to Detroit. And they're going to play it inside, and it's going to be very sanitary and fair for all the players and Wait, safe what? for everyone to get to. They said that it's, it's there's already so much snow that the roads are closed. There's no way, way to even get oh, to the game for fans. Man. So the Bills are going to move their home game from Highmark Stadium to Ford Field in Detroit <sighs> on Sunday, Bomber. and they're going to play that game in Detroit between the uh, two snow teams. The Browns and the Bills are going to play inside because there's too much snow in Buffalo
0: this These weekend. It's probably it's safety, right? Yes, yeah. and it is.
4: It's safety. It's the right thing. Yet, of course, part of me is just hugely disappointed yeah, that we massively. don't get to see this massive Blizzardy snow game in in Buffalo between nothing the Browns better. and the Bills. There's nothing better. It's than It's always a snow so game. great to sit at home, especially you got Thanksgiving week coming up. Man, to sit in a nice warm house and watch just suffering on the football field. Yes, true. It's really entertaining to me. It
0: really is. Play and it's you know being here. You've lived here your whole life. You never you've never lived around snow. No, no, and it is. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. I couldn't to watch. turn off
4: that Central Michigan. Western Michigan game earlier yeah. this week that was uh, played the first half in a big blizzard. It's just entertaining it uh, to watch. But, yeah, you know, the NFL said, I don't think any of the parking
0: lots won't be open. There's no way to get our fans in. Yeah, so Lions will be uh, in New York playing yeah. the Giants. So that stadium is open. So now, hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to Detroit. going to be a fairly empty stadium would be my guess.
4: I'm sure some people will get there. But travel is tough right now. On the East Coast, they got tons of storms, so
0: probably not easy to get to Buffalo from Buffalo to Detroit right now. If any fan base will figure out a way, it's, it's them. true. If they have to take a Viking ship there, they'll, they'll actually figure it bring out. rickety tables with them yes. so they can jump on them in Detroit and break them. That's such a such a great fan base. Uh, but
4: that's not obviously the best game of the weekend. I I feel like, and I'm a little curious here. Because you've stopped gambling, I have at least publicly. You've told us that you no, stopped I, gambling. No, I, I believe not, you. I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't lie to
4: you. So the uh, the Cowboys are visiting the Minnesota Vikings
0: in uh-huh. Minnesota.
4: The Vikings, who are eight and one, who've won seven in a row, just came back and and won that epic game against the Eagles. Cowboys are decent. Uh, obviously, they're one of the better teams. They just
0: lost to the crappy Green but Bay. But they Packers. just lost to the
4: Packers. <laughs> the the Cowboys are favored in this game.
0: What am I missing here? Why are they well one one and a half point y- favorites? You know what, my friend. Here's one thing I can tell you with absolute certainty. You're missing something. Because they don't put out bad (laughs) lines. They They do not put out bad lines in the NFL. So if that's the line, believe the line. (laughs) Believe the line. Kirk Cousins is banged up. Kirk, what time is the game? The odds makers know something I
4: don't know here. Always. Always. They because it feels do. like it. I mean I'm not saying Dallas doesn't have a shot. They have I, a good team. I oftentimes I like the team coming off the tough loss versus the one that Absolutely. the heroic win. It's right for a letdown for the Vikings. It's right for Dallas to be mad and want to bounce back after that loss against Green Bay. But traditionally you go, know, the team's at home. Vikings have won seven in a row. You wouldn't expect them to be underdogs in any situation in a game like that. Maybe they own Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's the. I've heard there's some matchup problems for Minnesota potentially in that game, but there you go. One of the otter lines that I've seen this season. Uh, Other interesting games this weekend. Uh, Jets at New England, the rematch. Yep. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was like the Jets we're
0: finally going to beat the Patriots. No, you're not. Did you hear Belichick's quote? He said, "The Jets are the Jets." <laughs> they they asked him about their defensive I'm, scheme, and it, he goes, "The Jets are the Jets." Not really, really Jets. saying anything, but it's God! really oh, insulting. It's so, somehow, it's so insulting. <laughs> it's so insulting. Um, yeah, that, I mean, other than that, Benny, you don't. There's not a lot of. I feel like you have. Um, I feel
4: like you have a couple of elimination games. Oh yeah. essentially. Uh essentially, Rams at the Saints. Loser is completely toast. The I mean, winner is even still in a lot of trouble. The
0: winner is going to be four. Uh, Rams are three and six. Saints are three and seven. Yeah, I mean
4: they, you can't you can't lose that one and have any hope whatsoever of coming back. Uh, Raiders at Broncos is the same situation. They're
0: probably both out of it, but the loser is definitely completely cooked. Am I am I a week earlier? or is this not Deshaun Watson week? Is it next? He's week? He's back to practicing,
4: but he's not eligible, not eligible to return okay. until after Week Eleven. So he is eligible to come back and was uh, spotted on the practice field for the Browns, but not not eligible to return this week. Now, there the may
0: be some great uh, games. There may be some great play on the field. But it's, again, another mid-off week in the NFL. Three and seven Panthers against the Ravens. The Browns against the Bills. The Commanders and Texans is a, whew, uh Eagles, Colts, Jeff Saturday. Commanders are going to make the playoffs, aren't they? They probably will. Somehow, five and five. yeah. You know. Uh, they'll probably be 6-5. Don't, six and don't five. give them your playoff ticket deposits, apparently. They yep. won't give them back. Lions, Giants, Raiders, Broncos is whew, about as mid as it gets. Bengals, Steelers, Chiefs, Chargers will be a good game. Uh, that's the Sunday I night mean, game. I,
4: I saw that the Chargers, looks like they've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back, who've both been out, so Justin Herbert will have some weapons. That makes them at least somewhat more dangerous. Without those guys, I, I really don't think they'd have had much of a chance against the Chiefs, who they've already lost to this season. They have to win that one. As you said earlier, they lose. They're three down, and they don't have the tiebreaker. Yeah, so down. division's pretty much over if the Chargers don't win on Sunday night. Yep, 100%. All right, uh, A.J. Preller and uh, some off-season comments following the official signing of Robert Suarez yesterday. We'll hear from the Padres' general manager coming up with Ben Woods. That is next on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
3: If your day sounds like
6: We need the report ASAP
3: You deserve Modelo If you've persevered through
1: You deserve this rich golden lager With a crisp but refreshing taste Or if you overcame two
5: more race, two more.
1: You deserve this ice cold reward Modelo, the mark of fighter Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois
4: Someone asked me, and I can't remember who it was, but very recently, where does that drop during the Rindel report open? Yeah, hey Paul,
0: hey Paul, where does doing? that come from?
4: And you know what my answer was? I can't remember.
0: And You'd of course, forgotten. I'd forgotten
4: where it came from, and I was reminded this
0: morning. Yes, <laughs> this. That, yeah, this happened uh, yesterday on Coach Coach's show, and it when I heard well, it. Yeah, first let's play. Let's play the Paul. It was Paul, Paul Feinbaum, Feinbaum. Yes. Who had a caller call up and. Tom. Tom. Tom called Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. And uh, wanted to talk to Paul on his radio show. Yeah. Or his televised show. Yeah. And had some uh, takes, I'm assuming, on SEC football. And uh, we played it earlier in the year and this happened.
3: Let's uh, check in with Tom, who is up next. Uh, hello, Tom. Hey, Paul. How are you doing? Tom. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom. Hey, Paul, how you doing?
2: Tom.
0: <laughs> I died when I heard it. It's hilarious. So Tom, hey, Paul, how you doing? So Tom clearly thinks that Paul can't hear him. Yeah, <gasps> right, right. Right. He's Tom. Are you like, Tom, are you there? Tom? And Paul's Tom's just Paul's, like. He's giving you the floor. Tom.
3: Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom. Tom. Go ahead. Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Hey Paul, how you doing? Tom, it
0: laid me out. Hey Paul, how you doing? It still gets me every time. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> this happened on Coach's show yesterday, and I wanted I need to tip my hat to Coach number 1 for ah, I would say like plowing through it number 1 because for me, I'm out. You know, I mean, my patience with callers is razor thin Not right quite now. quite
4: fine, bomb but I, I must say I had a good chuckle as well.
3: Joe in San Diego, thanks for hanging in there, my friend. Welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Okay, how are you? I'm doing well. You want to come out and give blood today, Joe? Okay, how are you? Oh, my God. I'm ah, doing great. I know. <laughs> okay, how are you? Oh, oh my God. I'm doing very well. What do you got for me <laughs> it's today? The same, it's the same thing. Okay, how are you?
0: It's the same. It's the same thing that happened. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Tom, <laughs> Paulie, can you give me back to back? Tom, can you give me back? Okay, how are you? <laughs> give me back to back. Poor Paulie's skrillexing over there. <laughs> I need both of their answers. Matt.
3: Joe in San Diego. Thanks for hanging in there, my friend. Welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you today? Okay, how are you? <laughs> hey, Paul, how you doing?
0: <laughs> okay, how are you? Okay, how are you? Just killed me. Hey, Coach. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Just absolutely <laughs> fought through it <laughs> again.
3: Me? Hey, are you there? I'm fine. <laughs> okay, just how go. Are you? Say something. I'm doing very well. What do you got for me today?
4: <laughs> so... Robert, did he get a raise?
3: Well, Robert Suarez absolutely <laughs> got a raise. He made uh, $5 million last year. He's going to make uh, oh. right around uh, 8 or $9 million this year.
0: Guys, talking and during the answer, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, it, I laughed so hard yesterday. Again, credit to Coach for plowing through it because I do not have the patience. Uh, hey, Paul, and, uh, how are you? Hey, Paul, hey, Paul
3: five hey. million last year. He's going to make uh, oh, right no. around uh, no, no, no. eight What's or nine million this year.
0: Okay, how are you? <laughs>
3: That is so good, man. That was, is
0: so, so very good.
4: This hour on ninety-seven the fan is brought to you by BioNTech Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. Okay, booster. how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Hey, Paul, how are you doing?
0: <laughs> we will have that thing forever now.
4: Let's okay. Hu- how are you? We're gonna hear from uh, AJ Preller after we find out how Kelly is doing with the check traffic here on ninety-seven The fan.
3: How are you today?
4: Okay, how are you? Very pleasant. I mean, he's definitely okay. Okay, uh, how are you? I
0: can't get enough. i, I thought, listened to it a hundred times.
4: I thought uh, I thought AJ Peralta made some good points yesterday. I wasn't really, I mean, I'm not one of those edge of your seats news conferences. You know, we knew about the Robert Suarez signing over a week ago. It was finally announced officially by the Padres yesterday, the five-year deal. Bringing back Suarez for the bullpen next year, yet I still ended up Kind of listening to AJ Preller and 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 nodding a little bit, kind of on his, his strategy and what he has in mind. So uh, let's hear from AJ a little bit first on why Suarez was uh, such a priority as to be the first thing they wanted to get done in the offseason.
7: I mean, obviously very excited to be here today. Um, as we we entered into the into the off season, you know, one of our top priorities and um, our first order of business was to get Robert back under contract. Uh, you know he had an opportunity last year to uh, to pitch in the in the big leagues. and I think just seeing his progression throughout the season, from you know the first half of the year to to you know him becoming a regular part of our bullpen to being a force you know throughout the second half of the season. Um, you know, you look at the experiences he's had from from being in Japan for seven years and then coming to uh, coming to the states in a new team new environment. Uh, he quickly became a big part of our our team, our bullpen. And you know, for us obviously we see him as, as a real weapon and somebody that can pitch in high leverage situations and again like going into the off season was a uh, was a huge priority for us. So we're we're super excited today to you know to to have Robert here for uh for the next five years. And um yeah, I think just wanna say congratulations to Robert. He's he's done great work here over the last, you know, seven plus years and his journey from, you know, going to Japan and then back to the States and uh, you know, person from Bob, myself, Ruben, everybody agreed going to the off season was it was a huge priority for us.
4: If there was one criticism that was leveled at the deal, it was, "Hey, guy has one season, not even a full. He was on the injured list for a couple of months in the middle of the year of big league experience. Why are you throwing almost fifty million dollars guaranteed five years?" Why not something shorter, a little bit less? Did you really have to go that high to bring back Robert Suarez? Here's what A.J. Perler had to say about the financial commitment to Robert Suarez.
3: Okay, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right, you got me. You
7: got me. I think, again, I think a uh, you know a big part, like, you know, when you're signing a contract, this is the person, you know, and I think from Robert's standpoint, um, you know, he's somebody, again, that you saw early in the season, have, have some adjustment period, and when you see somebody that comes through that, learns, uh was open-minded, but, um, you know, I, I think somebody that was able to make some real adjustments, somebody that works hard, um, you know, and again, like for our situation, playing in some really big games down the stretch, Robert showed no fear. You know, he wanted that baseball, you know, down the stretch, pennant race games, and then obviously went into, you know, New York and L.A., and Robert's, you know, the guy that we, we wanted to face, New York, L.A., and Philly. We wanted to face, you know, the, the best parts of the lineup, you know, we wanted to make sure he was in there to to, to face those guys. So I think for, for all those reasons, you see somebody was able to make some adjustments, somebody grew throughout the season. And, you know, in the, in the moments that were the most pressure-filled, Robert was, uh, you know, he wanted the baseball and, and was calm and threw the ball great. So I think for all those reasons, it was, you know, it was a situation where we, we were we were strong and wanting him back.
4: There it is for me, Woods. You can find relievers around baseball who are going to give you a full season and an ERA, three, maybe even a little bit below you know they get to throw 110 miles an hour out of the bullpen and do what they do they're yeah i mean they're valuable but they're not that uncommon what you need though to get where the Padres want to go which is a world series title you need someone that you feel comfortable with in a crucial situation in october against The three best batters, you know, in baseball, whether it's, you know, the Dodgers top three or you're facing the heart of the Mets order or you're facing, you know, the Phillies guys, you need someone that you feel like, okay, we can put that guy out there and we still have the advantage. We've got a guy who's tough enough to get out the best in baseball in the playoffs in October. And maybe we're not 100% sure that Robert Torres is going to be able to do that, but A.J. Preller certainly feels confident that he's that guy, at least one of those options he wants out there next October when he expects the Padres will be playing for a World Series title again.
0: Absolutely, and when you're the manager, you have to have that guy, man. I can't imagine what it would be like. You know, uh, um, Rob Thompson had two in Alvarado and and, um, Sir Anthony Dominguez. They let him down eventually. The, you go to the well, but the Astros sometimes. had the Astros six, had six right, and they and, won the World Series uh, almost because of it. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. So having the trust factor between him and Bob Melvin, you know, they know each other. Continuity, uh, uh, just the the great term you brought up this week. Something AJ Preller really hasn't tried uh, here in his tenure, bringing him back to to help bolster that bullpen, and also you know with Hayter potentially leaving. Uh, in a year, he's going to want a lot of money. Maybe you give it to him, maybe you don't. But he could he could be your next closer.
4: And AJ did address that possibility when he was asked about Suarez eventually inheriting the closer's role.
7: I think again, if you're going to win a championship, you got to have you know a, a lot of relievers that can that can pitch late in the game and can pitch that inning. And I think what we saw this year, with Robert, is you know he's he's that type of you know he's that type of pitcher, so high leverage guy. Um, you know, obviously, we've got Josh Hader here, so we've got the luxury of, of having you know the best closer in the game or, or one of the top closers in the game here. And uh, you know, and, and I think it's a really nice pairing with him and Robert. But again, I, I think like you know, when we, when you look at the, the commitment we made, I think we feel like Robert could pitch you know the seventh, eighth, ninth. He could he could pitch any of those spots against the best parts of the lineup. And if you're going to the championship, you need to have multiple guys that can do that. We feel like he's more than capable of doing that. Makes me
4: think that. Next season, you know, you need everything to to break pretty close to right to win a World Series yeah, title. You need it's there's you know, a lot of luck Padres involved. Padres had some good injury luck with their starters last year. They need a little injury luck with the bullpen next year. I think Drew Pomeranz, if he could actually come back and just give him just give him one season for that money that they paid him to come out and have one decently healthy season, because when he is, he's a like a he's a, like a one eight. To two ERA kind of guy in the bullpen. You put him with Suarez and Hayter, Potters would have one of the
0: most... And Garcia is no slouch. And Garcia, yeah. yeah
4: I mean, they'd have one of the most devastating back end of the bullpen. You know, you almost start thinking Astros-type territory. You know, and I think Pomerantz could end up being kind of a... Not that they wouldn't be good even if he doesn't get healthy. They'll still be really good. But that extra piece, which won't cost them anything. They're already paying him. So, yeah. you know, what really is would be an essential almost like a... A freebie you just found there with yeah, Drew Pomeranz? Not freebie. It's but. not a freebie, but you know what? You know what I'm saying, though. It's something that's a freebie. You can't. You're not counting on anything out of it right now. Correct. Until he comes back healthy, I'm my expectations for Drew Pomeranz are pretty much
0: ground floor. It's wild, too, just the perception of how my my mentality has changed and uh, just seeing how far this team went uh, this season. It's just changed. It's changed a lot, Ben. Uh, if Drew Pomeranz decides. Uh, I need to continue to get healthy and get strong and I'll be back in August. Super great. I don't care. Him hustling to get ready for spring training means almost nothing to me. Really, it doesn't. I don't need him in the front, in the back end of this bullpen in the beginning of the year. I really feel like the mentality, uh, for me, at least I'll just speak for myself as a fan is cool. Let's get to October and let's see what happens. Let's have all of our best guns ready. What we, what is shaping up
4: though for the 2023 Padres, and they're not done yet, and we don't know the final picture, but they should have top ten players in the National League in Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. Clearly, you don't injuries happen. You don't know you know how quickly Tatis is going to bounce back, but given their talent level, that's a fair expectation, right? That all three of those oh, yeah. guys will be top ten players in the league. Yep, so you got that in your in your lineup. You've got three pitchers who you know who are coming back who are among the top 15-20 pitchers in the National League. Is that fair? You Darvish, yep. Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell that you can pretty much over the course of the season if they're healthy count on those guys to be top 20 pitchers in the National League. Correct. And now with Josh Hader, Robert Suarez, Luis Garcia and you know maybe Drew Pomeranz, you got at least three, maybe four guys That you can say are top 15, 20 relievers in the National League. Yeah. That's an unbelievable place to
0: start. Yeah, it's a really good jumping off point. And the offseason's not even close to over Now, yeah,
4: you're going to need contributions from other people. You'd like to see ha Kim have another good season. You'd like to see Trent Grisham bounce back a little offensively. All those things will help, but just to start with what they have already it's the best. Will, will be the envy of most
0: teams in baseball. My God. I mean, Ben, you've been a, a Pottery fan your entire life. You ever had a better opening day roster? Nope. If, if we went out there today with what we've got, essentially. Best
4: opening day roster potteries have ever had in franchise history, not even... That close, and that's
0: without Fernando Tatis Jr. on opening day. Yeah, I mean you go He'll back, back to like, a few like
4: weeks, ninety eight. You had Ken Caminetti, who was coming, you know, just two years removed from an MVP season, fantastic. You had Tony Gwynn, one of the the best who's ever played. Had Greg Vaughn, good power hitter. Yeah, some good pitching. I don't know that they're Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis Jr. though. Yeah. I really, I really don't. You had good pitching. You had Kevin Brown and Andy Ashby and and Joey Hamilton you know you could probably fairly compare those to the top 3 with the Padres right now yeah Trevor Hoffman in the bullpen i mean that's what we're talking about you know 1998 plus
0: for the 2023 Padres going into the season and that's today that's as it stands today not what it's going to look like on opening day True. which will not be the same so very uh i think it's very fair to just continue the excitement
4: of 2022 into 2023 so you've come
0: around on the Suarez deal I mean, it's
4: done now. I'm, I'm, I've come around on I love having Suarez in the bullpen. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love having Suarez in the
0: bullpen. Good.
4: Same. Whether it's the right price, that's that's for history to now decide. Yeah, but I'm happy that Robert Suarez is going to be part of that bullpen. And I don't think Padres fans. This is my advice as we wrap up this hour. I don't think you need to go into next season with the normal level of anxiety Ten. and you know dread. Yeah, what's gonna go wrong? Where are we short? What's what's wrong with this team? Nothing. There's nothing wrong. That doesn't mean they're gonna win a World Series, but they've put it together. They have a roster you can be very happy
0: and confident in going into 2023. Yeah, let's bury that curse stuff right now. Right now.
4: Tune in to kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. You can catch it tomorrow morning. Former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason, Mike Valenti, discussing the big NFL news, previewing the big games of the weekend right here on 97.3 The Fan. Pauly says he has a, a somewhat non-sportsy Rindle report for us. Uh, that is there's accurate. Uh, there's a sheep I, story I that Nothing. Is the creepiest, creepiest with this. This thing is I've all, ever seen. This is all Paul. It was very creepy. And we'll get to that coming up next. I'll get played on
5: 973 the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better